multiplier. There we go. A little bit off kilter there. Had to get started on the podcast, and I've got to do my to do my alarm here for nine twenty nine because I have to restart it every thirty minutes. Uh, everybody, I want to thank Steph Wood, uh, you and your manager. I didn't catch your manager's name. I know she is from the uh, New Smyrna area, Florida. Uh, Steph is uh, hosting the coaches conference. We've talked about that before. You can see all the information on my timeline. Appreciate that. Good connection there. Uh, really smart person, brand builder. Steph Wood, friends here on Facebook. Uh, guys, I got a good show tonight. Got a special guest here. Good friend of mine. Known this guy about 19 years. Met him at Austin Peay State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, my friend Carlos Chavez, he's from uh, the New York City, city area. Going to give me, how does the city feel about the New York uh, basketball teams? If the playoffs started today, these two teams would be in the playoffs. So uh, that is exciting. It, it's been a dumpster fire for the basketball market anyways. I mean, we know the Yankees are always doing really well. Uh, Atlanta, Matt Ryan. I found out something today that I did not know before. I've been reading over monk drafts, listening to ownership, but the Falcons owe Matt Ryan a lot of money. <laughs> the next two years, we'll get into that a little bit later. And Ron Rivera on not being afraid to take chances and not being in regret. But first, I was listening to this argument. There was a big trend going yesterday on uh, Twitter. It was and it's Rob Parker, and he was on. He has a show on Fox Sports with Chris Broussard, talking about the overrated, how overrated Steph Curry is. Now, I don't agree with this guy on everything. Quite frankly, I don't really agree with him on a much. Hello, everybody. I've been talking to myself here, and I didn't realize I went live. But anyways, now we are live here on all links here. Big show tonight, everybody. Big show uh, I've got a guest coming in, New York City area, Carlos, going to give me, he's a regular on, uh, as far as commenting on a lot of the other shows through Northeast Streaming Sports, and then quite frankly on my show. Haven't talked to the guy in a while, not through the computer anyway, so I want to bring him on. We're going to talk about the Knicks, uh, Brooklyn, and we're going to talk about the uh there was a big trend going on with Rob Parker from FS1. He, he does a show with Chris Bustard on Fox Sports Radio and FS1 called The Odd Couple. And, you know, I don't agree with this guy on everything, but I'll say this. He made some good points. I don't want to talk about that. And they made some good points. And quite frankly, he may have a point. Talk about the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. He's probably staying in Atlanta for two years. I made a mistake there. I didn't do my homework. 
I was going by what the owner said, and I was going by mock drafts. But I looked at the numbers. This guy's going to be there a while. Ron Rivera, on why they call him Riverboat Ron. And there's a draft rumor about the Washington football team. I want to get into that. But first, listen to this argument by Rob Parker. This was on, what was yesterday, folks? Wednesday? Wednesday's uh, Odd Couple show. Talking to Chris Broussard on Steph Curry. This team is is in 11th place. They're, if the playoffs started today, I don't think they would be. They got this playing game. But if it was a traditional, if it was a traditional uh, uh, playoff format where you got the top eight seeds in these conference, this team wouldn't be in the playoff hunt. But listen to uh, Rob Parker Tuesday on the show. Good deal. And I see Carlos there. Carlos, listen to this soundbite, and I'll bring you in. Oh, Rob Parker and Chris This was Bissard. supposed to be Steph Curry's year to be a transcendent player. He changed the NBA. He don't need Kevin Durant. I know Klay Thompson ain't playing. He's got all these other young stars around him. They got oh, Wiseman, wow. right? They don't need anybody else. Draymond no Green is still there. Can I talk? I'm just listening. It's a long soundbite. It's supposed to be about Steph. Those fraudulent people out there. They were talking about Steph Curry for MVP. Do you remember that? Steph Curry for MVP? Are you kidding me? Steph Curry is not that guy. I've been saying it for years. All the people in the Bay Area, I know you're ready to crash your car off the Golden Gate Bridge. He's not that guy. He's not the the transcendent player that people, yes, he made a lot of threes. He's never made the big threes to win you the game. If it wasn't for Kevin Durant, I'd sit here right here or right now and tell you the Warriors wouldn't have won those two championships, other two, two championships. I'm confident of that. This is a guy who's never won the finals MVP, who had his team and milk money taken away from Never won the finals MVP. Now, he's not he's not exaggerating on this. Chris Bouchard, the co-host here, and guys like Colin Cowherd and a lot of the national media people and some of my friends. I haven't got Car- I want Carlos to bring you in on this in just a second. But they talk about this guy. And I like him as a person. Don't get me wrong. I like Steph Curry. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. But basketball-wise, you think, when you use the word transcending, transcending player, we're talking LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Let's go back farther. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. Those guys have all won multiple finals MVPs. He has won none. This guy's considered, uh, people talk about, well, he did win the steal, had both steals in 2016, but he's not a great defender. He's a liability. He was, during the championship runs, he's a liability on defense. And a few other notes that I found out about this. 
Just hold on, Carlos. I'm gonna bring you right in here, and I'm gonna we're gonna start backwards. He averages 23.8 regular season points per game, 26.5 in the playoffs, but no Finals MVP. Uh, this team is—he's 49th in defense defense uh, rating this year. And you say, well, he don't have Clay Thomas. They're 10th in the West. They're four games under 500. They're behind Memphis. Does anybody, can anybody name two players on Memphis? Not uh, Two players not named Ja Morant. They're behind the Spurs and the Portland Trailblazers. And check this out. We talk about he's this great, great three-point shooter. The highest percentage in NBA history is by his coach, Steve Kerr. It's not Steph Curry. But I want to bring in a special guest, a good friend of mine for a very long time. Went to school with this guy 19 years ago. We're going to talk about the New York, but I know New York sports and everything, particularly the, the, the basketball season. We're a month away. But uh, I know Carlos knows the NBA front, back, and, 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 and sideways. I want to get his take on that. And let me bring you in here, brother. Okay, Carlos, what's your take on – good to see you, man, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you a little bit. Um, just speak up as much as you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're all decked out, dude. Hey, you know what? I didn't even see the box score. Did the Mets win tonight? Man. Hey, I saw that game the other night where the other guy had the no-hitter against you guys, but you still beat him. Vasquez. Yeah, we, we, it's been a crazy opening week for I guess every baseball team has been ranked for you know in the top first half of the of their division. So, well, you know, I had to bring you in. All the guys have been talking about you, Mac and Jack. Love you. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, I got to bring in Carlos before he gets too big a star and he forgets his old boy Robert from uh, the UC Center in Clarksville, Tennessee, in 2002. We just started, yeah, and just talk sports for hours. So did you hear my argument on Steph Curry? Is Steph Curry in that LeBron, uh, Kevin Durant, Larry Bird, is he in that conversation in your opinion? He's more in a conversation uh, that we speak about, Ray Allen and, and Reggie Miller. Yeah. Prolific scorers, great teammates. Uh, they'll help you get to the – the playoffs, but th those guys, unfortunately, they can't carry a team. Um, yeah, you know they, they have to be surrounded by another player or another, other teammates to to get to the you know the mountaintop. I'm not saying that LeBron could do it on his own, but his rookie season, he took the Cavaliers almost to the finals. Yeah, you know I yeah. totally forgot about that. So like you know uh, Steph Curry can change the game dramatically. But between coaching and, and 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 having a team around him, is how is how he's been um, a, a game changer, uh, someone that's you know good in the NBA. But to say that he's going to be transcending is uh, maybe in two more years. I mean, if he carries the, the Warriors to, to to a playoff next year and and gets them a championship, maybe they can send that around because he needs he needs what Thompson, he yeah, have Thompson on the side, you know. And I know Jordan needed Pippen, but 
even when Jordan didn't have Pippen, he still scored an average of like 35 points a game for yeah. like six games. Oh, he's not in he's not in any playoff uh, or or he's not in any MVP talks. They're tenth. They're behind Memphis. Can you name two players not named John Morant for Memphis? Memphis is eight seed, by the way. Memphis is a young team. <laughs> yeah, and Memphis is much younger. So there, so Memphis is overachieving, led by a twenty-two year old, twenty-three John Morant, and I and I was a big John Morant over Zion. I know Zion's, uh, you know, really talented, but I always thought he was a better player. But I think he's right about Steph Curry. I mean, it, going back to that, it's just I think he's a three-point. Spe- you said Ray Allen. Ray Allen still leads the league in all-time threes made. I'll check that out this morning. He he is more like a Ray Allen. He he is what I call a specialist. Pickle stank. Pickle says, "Hey uh, uh, Lopez, by the way, or uh, or Chavez. That's another friend of mine I used to work with. <laughs> you got them mixed up, pickles. But uh, it just I tell you, man. Now, remember, even Ray Allen in his third or fourth year helped Milwaukee both get to the playoffs. Right. Against uh, 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 Philadelphia, they had a strong seven-game series in 0-1. But that didn't mean that he couldn't carry the team over. Yeah. And, and even with the coaching aspect of it, without the coach, they only had two or three players that average about 20 points a game. So, you know, I always say you need nine to ten players to win a, to win a championship. Yeah. But your number one and number two, you know, if they score 30 points, you're going to be okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Pickles says Kyle Anderson. Uh, I knew you know Valachunas Pickles, but you're uh, you're more of a gambler. Those are Kyle Anderson's not a household name. That guy's a role player. I think he used to play with the Spurs a hundred years ago. So let me ask you about Kevin Durant comes back. He goes perfect last night. What is your thought? What's the buzz around town? Uh, now, are you in? Do you live in the Queensboro? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How far is that from the old Shea Stadium? Because I've been to Shea. So it's the parking lot. It's across the old parking lot. It's in the same spot pretty much. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Because I know that they play U.S. Open that's right beside each other. I remember, brother. Shoot. <laughs> so anyways, all right. So what's the talk of the town? What's your vibe about the Nets right now? Do you think they can win it this year? Not the not get to the finals. I think they can win the whole thing. Do you think they can win it this year? Right now, the way the NBA is going, the Nets, like second team, can probably be in the playoffs. That's okay. How deep they are. The, the only thing that bothers me about that team is that those players have to play hard and they're not going to listen to their coach. You know? Mm. They, they're, already, they're already giving the Steve Nash coach of the year you know, awards here in New York, and he hasn't really actually done anything to coach them. These are guys who've been playing ball their whole lives and ready to win a championship. Mm-hmm. It's come down to like how how they're gonna you know roll how how they're gonna role play these guys in and out of the lineup. Are they gonna have the stamina to finish games? You know? They're coming yeah. to some of these games and got twenty points in the first first quarter up to the second half and then they let these teams catch up. You know Okay. They're, they're just balling but you gotta have your coaching which Steve Nash is first year coaching, so we're going to see how that's going to, you know. Because it is a big, once you get into later in the rounds, it's big old substitutions and minutes restriction. 
Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that. Hello, Steph Wood. Always up to no good. Good to see. You. I saw you popped up on the screen there, my friend. Uh, so, anyways, so do you think that Nash can make those adjustments? Now, listen, that you got to say that Harden comes back. He's got a hamstring. I think he may be. Colin Coward thinks he's he's faking it. Uh, you know, he's mailing it in. Isn't it so ironic? Okay. Okay. All right. Let me add, let me put it this way. All right. Uh, you've got Philadelphia. Say that Embiid's uh, um, back. Let's play the hypothetical. To say Embiid's back. Let's say Harden's back. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is injured in the East that's uh, of any significance. Do you see everybody healthy? Do you see this team going to the finals if the playoffs started today? I know it don't start around May the 15th. Well, Philadelphia, they have to get it together mentally. Um, and B coming back is going to help. They don't have to worry about Howard eating up minutes and not yeah. averaging eight, eight points, six points a game. Like, you know, they need somebody, they need help in the center, you know, to get the rebounds. Because Ben Simmons is, he, he, you know, he, he picks and chooses who he's going to go up against. And then you got Tobias Harris picking and choosing who they want to go against. And you got Doc Rivers going nuts, talking about, hey, everybody needs to play defense. Everybody needs to get aggressive. And, and both of them looking at each other like they don't want to play defense or they don't want to pass the ball to each other. Who do you, you know? see Who do you see going to the Eastern Conference Finals if that scenario played out where everybody's healthy today? I can give you the standings if you want me to. I know Philadelphia's number one right now. Um, Let's see. I'll, I'll find those standings, my friend. Okay. And that's because, like, Steve Nash is – he don't really have to coach these guys. Okay. You know? And Doc Rivers really has to coach Tobias and Ben Simmons and Embiid. Like, he has to be in their face and make them aggressive. Oh, Embiid's very aggressive. But Simmons isn't that aggressive. And Tobias wants the ball. Okay. So, you know, he, he does, I, I don't know. This, you know, people thought, oh, they're doing so well. You know, but I don't. I don't see the team chemistry there that other people are seeing. You know. Hmm. Hey. So okay. So what? So uh, would you see them beating a a healthy Laker team in the finals? The yeah. No. 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 Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I'm just talking about the East in general. Right now, I heard. Okay. Their eagles are hurt. You know, they, they, know <laughs> they, they need LeBron. And they, they're waiting for LeBron to come back. You know, the Lakers right now, that team reminds me of the Cavaliers when, when, when LeBron came back. Like, if LeBron didn't play, they, they were, like, uncertain whether they Yeah, they were losing to Miami last I checked tonight. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, it's, the Lakers, need, the team needs to understand that LeBron is one piece and not the whole piece. 
Right. Yeah. And that's more that's more of a coaching thing than it is a player thing. Well, you hear me ramp about their seating. It's it <laughs> it's impossible. The only team that in the history of the game, Carlos Pickles, <laughs> that's won the finals past the four seed is the nineteen ninety four uh, Houston Rockets without Michael Jordan. Think about the history of the game and, and these. Uh, LeBron worshippers, your your big network guys, not everybody. They say, "Oh, we'll just they they be seven eight steps." Okay, talks cheap with a thirty six year old league guy. You got a big man who's heard all. I like the drumming move, but I just yeah, you know. I mean, Drummond's just as old as LeBron. No, he's twenty seven. He just he's he looks like he's thirty six sometimes. So okay, let's get to the main. Yeah. Yeah, he looks 36. He's been in the league for 100 years because he came in really young. Now, we're going to the Knicks. They're an eight seed right now. If the playoffs started today, now my, my argument is Tom Thibodeau's got one of the youngest teams in the league. And, you know, look at James Dolan. His reputation's not the greatest. He's still trying to work his way in great favors of free agency and good coaches. What is your problem with – Tom Thibodeau demanded he like cut like not give you an autograph or something. It's like you hate that guy. Okay. He's a great teacher, and you can see that everywhere he goes. You know, he got the the Bulls. The, you know, Rose. He got Rose. A couple of guys uh, to the playoffs with the Bulls, but then he, he he never made it to the promised land after getting them to the to the playoffs. Then he took a young team in Minnesota, took them to the playoffs, couldn't get past the second round. I mean, he can't get – even when he was with the Knicks, he couldn't get – as a coach, as an assistant coach. Okay. Get, you know, couldn't get past the, you know, the Bulls. Like, he's a great mentor. He's a great coach. People say that. But the Knicks don't need a teacher. They need a coach. They need somebody to say, hey, listen, this is – So you don't think he's a good coach, per se? No, he's not a good head coach at all. I mean, he's a good assistant coach. Okay. You know, he can manage them and, and keep, you know, help them solidify their skills and what they need. But what has he proven in the league? What has he done to be to be a head coach for the New York Knicks and get paid what he gets paid? And look what he's doing to the team now. The team is young, right? You got a young team. All the last four years, they got top 10 picks. And he's benching three of them. So yeah, because they're too young. They're babies. I like their movement, though, man. They're not standing yeah. around. Well, Everybody's moving. But here's the thing. They've got a good player, Randall, and I don't think he should average more than 25 minutes a game. He's playing 36, 38, 40 minutes a game. So you're still holding that against him? You know, like, From the Jimmy Butler days with Chicago. He plays favorites. Like, listen, you've got a good, you're on the verge of making the playoffs. You know, Randall's going to have to be, you know, he's going to have to calm down, too, because he gets frustrated toward the end of these games. Yeah. You see him, he's just, and he's screaming at refs, and everything's a foul, and everybody's against him. You know, it's like, and, and, he, and he has an attitude problem, and I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. I love him as a player, but man, you, you can't be. Okay. So, who do you think they should realistically get, and they can realistically get, to replace Thibodeau? Because I think it's, I think it's short. I think yeah. the list is short. Not even bring 
bigger than young people. You know, I, for once, I, I'm not, I'm even with the, the school people here in the yard. Hey, bring Mark Jackson in. Give him a shot. So that's who you want, Mark Jackson. I'd rather have Mark Jackson. Okay. Mark Jackson's going to be like, listen, we're going to run this game and everybody's going to play. Right? I, I don't like to have these top 10 picks for the last four years sitting on the bench. I don't care mm. if people think they're not good or they're not going to get better sitting on the bench. I did look at their depth chart, and a lot of them are fa- uh, they're, they're, they're second stream. That's true. Yeah, Manuel quickly and uh, Knox. And who's the other guy? Uh, RJ Barrett? He's 21 years old, by the way. No, I think Barrett's starting. Excuse me. I think Barrett's starting. Shooting guard. Who is that? Noel? Yeah. There's something wrong with Noel, though. He's not got a lot of playing time the last few. What's the problem with Noel? He didn't get nothing in Dallas. I'm sick of hearing about these kids being on the bench. That's all I'm saying. Kobe, we just picked him. Oh, well, he doesn't have one good game. He's young. These guys are young. So your argument's more development rather than trying to win now. Yeah. How long do you think he'll last with the Knicks? Tip it up. Okay. The pickle says he agrees with you. He said, throw him out, sink or swim. Do you think he would be better for college? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he's running these guys to the bone in the NBA. And some of these guys, they, they don't have the mental basketball mm-hmm. ready in their head. And, they, and, and some of them don't even have the stamina. I will push back a little bit. You know, it uh, as far as the playoffs are concerned, I've noticed that teams only use like a six or seven man rotation. Remember that year that the Houston Rockets only used six guys? Yeah. But you, those six guys in that year, especially with the team, knew that Hakeem Wajon was a man, right? Mm-hmm. They knew that everything ran through the team. Offense and defense. Well, I was talking about, I'm sorry, with, with they played with Chris Paul and, uh, yeah. He had a, he ran the, they knew everything ran through Chris Paul that season. And what, where did that get? Yeah, he did get hurt in the seventh game, but <laughs> it, 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 the, 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 that, I was thinking about the, the Golden State seven-game series a couple years, three years ago. And they were only using a six-man rotation that year. So in the playoffs, it's better to go with your best guys and not go go that deep. into. I notice a lot of teams do that. I would think you would use 10 guys, but apparently that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I say nine deep. I usually say, you heard me, you know, talk about this back in the past. 
You got nine guys, you get to go. Okay. Two of those guys are gonna get tired during the series. I just think they're a good veteran away. They they need another star veteran. Who the Knicks? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I personally don't want to see. I'd rather see our guys develop and be stars and be the ones that bring in somebody and throw a monkey wrench in, in what's going on over there. We have a lot of youth. Well, you know, a team that does that, they're just up the road in Boston, man. What are they doing? They've been developing guys for 100 years. He should have, he, they should have called him for that uh, Carolina job. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at Hubert Davis, but hold on, let me restart my thing. We get started on this. I got to restart my what, uh, po- uh, podcast. Hold on. All right, Carlos, I'm back. Now, in the West, everybody's healthy. Who, who, who's going to, if the play, and I'll come back to you before we get to the playoffs. Who do you think is going to come out of the West? Just think about it for a second. I think Utah's going to be in there deep, for sure. Okay. They got, they got good, they got good lineup. They got a lot of good use, a lot of speed. You see those clutch free throws that, uh, what you call it, missed uh, against uh, Phoenix last night. Yeah. But you think Utah? You think Utah is going to possibly do it? Maybe Denver. I mean, Clippers. I mean, you know, they got Rondo now. They've been a little bit on the tear. They've got better stars. I think I think Utah's going to come through. Okay. Guys that they're developing and playing, got in and out of the lineup. You know, when they're injured and stuff, they, they still compete. You know. Yeah. So I like I like what they're doing over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They um, I did look up some stats on them the other day. They're one of the best defensive teams, yeah. and they're top five in the offense. They shot the Lakers out of the gym about two weeks ago, and with LeBron. And I think the only knock on them is they don't have the air quote star power as these other teams. But Detroit didn't have it in 05. So I, I would not rule out Utah. I think Utah's been really disrespected this year. They had a rough game last night. But remember when Shaq said, uh, told Mitchell, he said, I don't think you can make it. And I said, if they get to the finals, that will be replayed a thousand times. He, he brought him on TNT and it kind of embarrassed him. But, I mean, they've been on a tear ever since he said that. Yeah. Do you think Aaron Gordon can well, he think he's going to push Denver over the top with Joker and everybody? The problem with, the problem with them is that they, they like to shoot, but they don't always make other shots. It's yeah, I think I think they take the most attempts in the league. Isn't that right? Three-point attempts. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, it's good talking to you. Um, yeah, go Mets. Go Northeast, guys. And you look good. Um, I'll bring you back on at some point. Stand by. I got something I want to say about uh, Atlanta, but I'm going back in the NFL. 
But, uh, oh, I guess I could get your take. Okay, who, who do you think the Jets should take? Uh, are you with all these mock drafts with the whole Zach Wilson thing? Trevor, you got Trevor and everybody else to be a second round pick. Mm. Like, these so you wanted to go after Russell Wilson. Is that what I get? Russell Wilson is a Zach Wilson. Okay. Okay. Russell Wilson's going to win eight games alone. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're, wanting to, they're wanting to save that extra money on the cap and keep that rookie contract. What are they going to do with it? They're always spending money. They might as well go out and get a contract. Well, they had a garbage general manager prior to Douglas, you know. I mean, I, what I like about Douglas is that he's like cleaning house and he's telling people, you know, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. But what I don't like is that he brings in Sala and then Sala brings in LaFleur, another LaFleur. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust in their offense and the scheme. That Shanahan scheme has never won a Super Bowl. But they do well, you know. He he took it from his dad, so his dad won a Super Bowl with Terrell Davis in '98. Well, he has blown two. Uh, he has blown two Super Bowls: one as a coordinator, and one as a head coach. Well, I'm gonna let you go, man. Come back on the screen, keep it going. But uh, I got to get into some stuff with the Falcons. Good talking to you again, brother. See you, man. Let's see if I can zap you out of here. Okay. All right. Now I'm back. That was my man, Carlos. He's really got an ear for the New York local streets and all that stuff. Yeah, nepotism, pickles. <laughs> uh, okay. I was talking earlier to Carlos, transitioning back to the NFL, that the Atlanta Falcons, all these mock drafts, pickles, leading up to about two weeks ago, have all had the Falcons taking one of these quarterbacks, either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Uh, Fields is from Georgia, but when I found out about the work ethic issue, and then uh, I said, no, no, and he's from Georgia too. That's too close to home. I, I, I was thinking maybe they'll go with Trey Lance because Arthur Blank, when this new staff came in, the owner says, these guys got free reign to do whatever they want to do with our quarterback, Matt Stafford, or uh, uh, Matt Ryan, excuse me. So I'm thinking, okay, so Ryan is going to get, they're probably going to draft the guy pickles, and then they're going to bring, uh, let Ryan, Matt Ryan play out this year. Well, I found out why. One thing, there's a lot of reports now in mock drafts now saying that the, the Falcons are shopping that pick and they are um, possibly going to take Cal Pitts, the sensation out of Florida, at tight end. Everybody wants Cal Pitts, by the way. Dallas wants Cal Pitts, and that's another conversation. That's a typical Jerry Jones bonehead move. But anywho, all right? Okay, I'll talk about the salary cap till I get blue in the face, okay? The he's a $65 million cap hit. If they cut him this year, he being Matt Ryan. That ain't gonna happen. But Pickles, he's a $40 million cap, dead cap hit, which means you can't get rid of it. If they cut Matt Ryan, 
Next year, he's a $48 million cap hit if you keep him on next year. So you're doomed if you do, you're doomed if you don't. So they're going to essentially be stuck with him no matter what they do, Pickles, uh, at quarterback. I mean, technically, technically, they could possibly get away with it. They could draft Trey Lance with that fourth pick, and he would have to sit on the bench for two years. Now, my argument would be you've got Arthur Blank or uh, Arthur Smith, the new head coach. You got Dean Pease. You got a much better defensive coordinator, former coordinator of the Titans, and former coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be much better defensively, coaching wise. Okay, but you're, uh, you know, it's hard to sell that to the fans that you're going to keep a guy on the bench for two years in this modern day. Now, now Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers stayed on the bench for three years. You could pull it off because you'll still have two more years left on his uh, rookie low cap number, he being Trey Lance or whoever, Justin Fields. I prefer Trey Lance now because of what I heard about Justin Fields. So there's another report. Michael Lombardi out of The Athletic says that the Washington football team is planning to put a massive trade package together. And then we're talking Daniel Snyder, Riverboat, Ron Rivera. I got a good Ron Rivera story I heard on the Rich Eisen show the other day. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Okay? But... They're wanting to come from 19 to 4. And I thought about that all day, and I thought to myself, yeah, they they would put, uh, you know, if you want to give me, uh, they need defensive linemen like nobody's business. Uh, uh, the Atlanta had problems on defense. Not, I know they wouldn't give up Chase Young, but maybe Allen, the defensive tackle there, and you want to give me that 19th pick, three other picks, you get your first round, Washington, you get Allen, uh, you get the 19th from Washington, you get Allen, and then you give three additional first round picks and a third this year. I'll give you that fourth pick. Uh, I'll, I'll answer that in a minute, Don. I'll give you that fourth pick. Now, remember, this Washington team, a Washington team, not the same the same owner, Pickles, uh, they traded four first-round picks to go up to number two one year with the Rams. And they took Robert Griffin III. Then they turned around and drafted uh, Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. And they made the playoffs the next year. They made the playoffs the year after that. So uh, giving up all those picks really didn't hurt them. So if they come up with the halt, they've got a defensive line. They got trade pieces. 
they won the conference. They won the division last year. Excuse me. You've got Tyler Heineke, Heineke or whatever. Sound like a, uh, some kind of beer from Germany or whatever. And you've got uh, Fitzmagic. You let Alex Smith go. Ron Rivera said, I'm just scared of the leg. I'm, I cringe with every sack he got. I was I just freaking out. But so then you've got Fitzpatrick. You got one of the best defensive lines in football. You got Gibson. You got a star there, Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. You got Thomas there, Logan. I was at Logan Thomas Pickles at the at the tight end position. So that they, they they they'll have a really good squad there, and they go out and get. Now he's saying that they're in love with Trey Lance, the this Michael Lombardi of the athletic. Um, I can see that. I can see that. So speaking of Riverboat Ron, so I'm listening to a story about Ron Rivera on the. Um, what show, man? I, I forgot uh, losing track of thought here. Rich Eisen show. So he was on the Rich Eisen show, and he tells the story about how he he became known as the Gambler Riverboat Ron Rivera, and he says that around his second year in the league, he was three. Pickles and 13 in games decided by six points or less. When he second year at the uh, Carolina Panthers, when he completed his, uh, completed his second year, Jerry Richardson tells him, he says that you, uh, you need a mentor, Ron. You need a mentor. I've got the perfect guy for you. And that guy is um his name's John Madden. You might know him. And that was the John Madden. That was the guy they named the video games after, right? So <laughs> he calls up John Madden. And he says, "You know, I'm at on 3 and 13 in games decided by 6 points or less." Uh Madden said, so what happened there? You know, uh, he says, well, I, the score was certain scores and, and certain points in the game. I went by the book. He said, what book? He said, the book that says if you score this point, you go for this amount. If you, if you, if, if you score that point, you, you go for two uh, or you kick the field goal. He says, okay, go rewatch. Every one of those games, Ron, and tell me, come back and tell me what you learned, what you could have did different in those games. So he says he writes this 18-page report for John Madden about those uh, 13 losses in six-point games. And then Madden said, well, what'd you learn? Well, I could have did this and that. He said, for one thing, tell me about this book again. He said, well, I'll go by the book. He said, well, throw that book away. Okay? Throw that book away. John Madden says, you got to get a feel for the game as that particular game goes on. You know, a team may be weak against, 
you in the red zone at left uh, their left side of their defense, they meet. They may have a cornerback go out early in the game. They may have a safety injury. He says every every game has its own identity. Books can't predict outcomes like that, and that's exactly what he said. He says you need to trust your gut and, and go with it. Okay, so the very next year. He comes in, he loses a game. He still sticks by the book to Buffalo. And he said he almost got in a wreck on the way home that night because he was thinking about what Madden said. So the next week he played the Giants. They went for it twice on fourth down. They got it. They won. And the reporter says, man, you were taking chances like crazy, converting multiple fourth downs. Going for it in the red zone instead of kicking a field goal. Man, you're like Riverboat Ron. And he says, yeah, I'll do that. So uh, a few years later, this guy wins two-time coach of the year. They went 15-1 and one and went to the Super Bowl one year. Last year, I just had Carlos on here. He's from the New York area. The, uh, the Washington team, now he's with the new team now, the owner and everything, they lost a game, Pickles, by going for a two-point conversion in the regular season. I remember on, on Red Zone last year, that particular game against the Giants. And I thought to myself, that was not a reckless, sloppy play. I see Ron Rivera as a guy who plays to win. He's not a guy that's playing not to lose. In life, in life, when you take chances and you fail like I have, you feel better about that versus letting time pass and not taking a chance and having a regret and not being at a better place than you were Years prior, for example, in 2010, I lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in massive debt on a house rehab. Uh, 2013, 2012, I started feeling the wrath of this real estate deal. I scrambled and fought and fought everything to keep from going totally bankrupt. I paid all that debt back and I've paid, I'm, I'm practically debt free now, but I would not have the courage to try this show. I did not have the confidence to do that without falling. You rather leave it on the field of life and fail and come back rather than living your life of regret and, man, I should have took that chance, but I was too bleeping scared. I live by the book that people tell me to live by, that play it safe book. I would run through a brick wall for Ron Rivera or John Madden for that matter. I wouldn't step on cotton on the ground for North Turner or God rest his soul a uh, Marty Schottenheimer 
Loved the guy. He seemed like a good man, but he wanted to run that ball and punt and run, 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 run that ball, punt some more. Marty Schottenheimer used to coach for the, the Browns, the Chargers, never won a Super Bowl. You know, Pickles, I remember there was an interview about a year ago with Jeff Fisher, former university or Tennessee Titans coach. And long story short, Tennessee uh, was in a Super Bowl against the Rams, 2099-2000 year. Tennessee had had a safety get injured in that game. Uh, had uh, a cornerback out later in that game. The Titans are driving late in the game. They got all this momentum. They come back 16-0. And long story short, they were coming up on to tie this game. A, a touchdown would tie it. Remember, they got one yard short. This guy, Clay Travis, he asked Jeff Fisher Pickles. He said, if you would have scored the touchdown there, Knowing the injuries that you had, would you would have kicked the extra point for overtime? Or would you would have went for two? And everything I just told you guys, he says I would have went for one. And I thought, that's why you don't have a job in the NFL right now. Riverboat Ron. You got Steve McNair back there, a guy who can run it in or he can throw it to a Frank Wachek. You got Eddie George in there who earlier in that game ran a guy over, ran a man-to-man over to score a touchdown in that game. I, I see it like it was yesterday, Pickles. And you time to tell me you would still kick the extra point? You deserve not to win a Super Bowl for that. Don't live life in regrets. I didn't. I'm stronger than ever now. I'm better off financially than I've ever been. I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm on the verge of a national radio show. I can see it. I can feel it. I can sense it. I mean, great people like Steph Wood. Because I'm not afraid to fail and build on that. So, yes, if I'm Washington, I take that chance again. I go out and I get that pick. Go after Trey Lance. But I thought that was a great story. I wanted to share that with you all. Uh, Sean Miller. You know, Sean Miller was fired from Arizona from this, uh, some was the FBI scandal or something of that nature. And I tell you what. This guy, this was like two and a half years ago. And I'll say this. I don't know how good a coach he really was for them not to have fired him that two years. And I thought that he he would got fired that much longer when this scandal first came out. And uh, I, I thought that was interesting. Now, he's fired Arizona. You'll find somebody. I guarantee you. You'll probably find somebody that's at this Steph Wood Coaches Conference coming up on the 16th and uh, one of those up-and-coming coaches will probably take that Arizona. Remember, this this is a university Luke Olson used to coach. 
Uh, Don Holloway asked me about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I'm picking to win the AFC North. This is the most talented team, Pickles, I think they've had since that Marty Schottenheimer team that almost got to the Super Bowl in 1987. If it wasn't for uh, John Elway and the drive, I think that this team is going to win the AFC North. I think as of today, the Pittsburgh Steelers probably won't make the playoffs. I think the Ravens will be a wild card at best. And I think it's between Buffalo, Kansas City, out of the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, this team has uh, added pickles. They've added another corner. They've added a excellent safety, John Johnson from the Rams. And they, um, I want to say they added another defensive lineman. They've got Greedy Williams on a stingy defense back. That's the guy's real name. Greedy Williams was hurt last year. Uh, Denzel Ward is an excellent corner, not a good corner. He was a little bit banged up last year as well. You got Miles Garrett. Uh, I'm picking them to win that division. Baker Mayfield has got to take another step this year. You got the running game with Chubb. You've got um, the other running back there. You've got two tight ends. Uh, the other tight end didn't even leave. Uh, the Joku is still on there. So you've got essentially three. The young guys was coming along. And then, of course, you, you added Austin Hooper the year before that. So they, I'm picking them as of today. As of today, I'm picking the, the, the Cleveland Browns to win that division. How far will they go? I don't know. They could get to the Super Bowl because uh, Kansas City has got injuries and Buffalo really hasn't done anything to address their running game. So the Bills, they need a running back, and they'll probably pick up a Najee Harris or somebody, maybe some offensive line help uh, in the draft. Their window's here as well. But uh, it's going to be interesting. It's a lot to keep up with right now. It's still early. We haven't had any camps, and we haven't had any preseason. If you guys like the show, share the show. Sports Scope is on YouTube now. I'm also on the Northeast Streaming Sports YouTube and the Sportscope YouTube. I'm going to have to upgrade my stream yard to do Zodiac. That's something I'll have to think about this weekend. Okay? But check me out on the Mac and Jack Sports Show. Mac Sports, Northeast Streaming Sports, around 7.30 Central Time, Sunday mornings, on This Week in Sports with Mac and Jack. We go through everything. Some stuff I don't even want to talk about, but I will anyways because I'll bring it. Um, so if you like the show, share the show. If you want to donate, contribute to the program, I want to thank Kathy again for contributing to the program. You can use the Z-E-L-L-E app. Send it to Sports Scope, the word sports, the word S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com. I will greatly appreciate it. And I'll be back on here Tuesday around 9 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to try to work on a mock draft this weekend. 
I cannot guarantee that. I actually haven't even went through a full free agency play out. But you guys like, you you know who I like. Uh, as far as the free agent, I like what the Chargers did. I like what the Patriots did. They spent the most money. Uh, right off the bat, those two teams, and the, and the Chargers may be a wild card team, but they're very young at quarterback. He's only a second-year player. Hopefully, they can pick up somebody. But I do like what Justin Herbert is doing. Um, I like the center they signed there. Uh, but those teams I just mentioned, those are the teams that I really like the most in free agency, along with Cleveland Browns. And there's still some players out there that still has not got signed. Clowney, Melvin Ingram, these guys are holding out to the very last minute. And I don't know if I would even sign those guys late into camp. If we get towards training camp in July, then you have an issue, Pickles, of uh, players coming up lame with hamstring injuries. Yeah, Cleveland, uh, yeah, they do have the draft, don't they? I'll be here on uh, the Mac and Jack Sports Show. Thank you. Northeast Streaming Sports, Don. Um, I will be on there on this show in Cleveland uh, talking about the draft around 8 to 8.30 Central Time. Depending on how fast I get on, we'll be talking on with the Northeast Streaming Sports go, uh, channel that Thursday, three weeks from today, we will be on there. So between now and then, I will have my mock draft, and I'm pretty good at this. I was, I was nailing these picks last year. So keep that in mind. I'll be on their show as a guest. Uh, very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a long night. We staying up on the coffee. Can't wait. Yeah, Justin Houston. Now, he's he's a little bit uh, long in the tooth. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good one out there. Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, and Jadavion Clowney are, are three players that you would like to plug in. You would like to plug them in for the right price. I'm sure Bill Belichick with New England is looking. Teams like Tennessee, uh, maybe the Jets at the price is right, but they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, they want to go young because they're still in rebuilding mode. So good audience tonight, everybody. I appreciate you watching. Please share my show. We're trying to build a program. Have a good night. I will see you on this show, 9 p.m. Central Time, of course. Again. 7.30 a.m. Central Time. You can watch the replay. Sports, Northeast Streaming Sports, the Mac and Jack Sports Show. You can find them on the uh, YouTube, Twitch, and, of course, here on Facebook. Good night, everybody.